BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. can tell us, but we don't show prep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. I just barely make it in. <laughs> You know, I'm sure you get sober. You know, I mean, let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here. The Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already, it's Merced, ha <laughs> ha. It's a six-rig game show, can't forget the name though Got jazz, blue, vision, DJ, break the game code Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up Real port alive from the Hall Ride Stadium Ball 14 for the orange or green You see the six-rig champs, it's more than a dream This is life on the field, beyond a hundred yards A hurricane that's never still put a damage to the squad The six-rig game show The six-rig game show the six rings can't show <laughs> You know What's wrong with us? Seriously What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show A show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports Featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette Let's go Canes all right, so one one kind of one other thing I wanted to touch on that, that I've been a little bit I um, definitely don't remember rain during the game but it left during the third quarter. It definitely did rain during the game at one point for that one. The one I wasn't sure of was the uh, the A and M game, but Poke has confirmed it did. I couldn't remember if it rained or not during the game. I know it got delayed for lightning. Then I recall the sun being out, but I don't know if it started raining again. After yeah, it did that. rain a few times. I think. Yeah, I mean, again, my seats are covered. I don't really know. What is these things anymore? I used to be like come in there with ponchos and everything. I just haven't had to do that. Um, so one thing I think has been a little bit underwhelming, despite Rashard Smith's kick return against AM has been the special teams. A lot of I'd say questionable decisions on fielding, fielding punts, and then you know missed an extra point against Bethune after missing a field goal against um, AM. How concerned? I'll talk to you first this time, DJ. How concerned are you with the uh, with the overall special teams play? I mean, you never want, you know, you know, messed up punt returns and missed field goals, of course, obviously. But 
at the same time, it's something that can, you know, two field goals here gets you back in your groove and, you know, you're good to go. And, you know, a, a solid punt return with good field position gets you feeling good about yourself. And so it's not a habit we want to continue to fall into, but it can be corrected. Um, I'd say if they struggle again this week, then it's a little bit more cause for concern. But I'm not ready to sound the alarm completely just yet. What about you, Blue? Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, they've, like you said, I mean, in a big game like A&M, their special teams really were stellar. Yeah. So I don't see it, you know, being a problem. I mean, I just, a lot of it's concentration, a lot of it's work. And uh, uh, no, I just, I look at this game as just, you know, I know it's kind of overstated, but I look at it kind of like it, it is a business trip because as, as Vish said, um, this is it. <laughs> Last dress rehearsal. And then everything counts. I mean, you could lose a game to A&M or get upset by Miami of Ohio and it'll hurt. But if you lose to Georgia Tech or North Carolina or Clemson or NC State, it's going to stink. And uh, so the stakes are, are up. This is the last dress rehearsal and you just work on the things, you know, that, and they're, you know what, they're still a young team in a lot of respects. So, I mean, yeah, they got a couple of veteran leaders, but they're young in other spots. So I, you know, I, I really think that this week is going to be one of those weeks where, you know, where they got to get it all together. And, uh, and be ready for the Georgia Tech game. Yeah, Georgia Tech's not this or that, but still an ACC game and still a game, as uh, uh, DJ said before, you know, anything could happen. I mean, look at, uh, as we pointed out, look at happen up in Chestnut Hill this week. So, I mean, you got to bring in the A game every single game. You know, I mean, there's upsets all the time. Look at in college football, a lot of crazy games going on this year that, uh, I mean, I watched a little bit of the Texas-Wyoming uh, game. Come on. <laughs> you know, that was a game late into the uh, to the third quarter. Yeah. So, I mean, it could happen. It could happen. And uh not going to brag about my UNLV Rebels, but they beat an SEC team. So, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're counting Vanderbilt here? Or, uh... <laughs> That's an SEC <laughs> team. We take anything when you've won four games in the last nine years. I think they keep Vanderbilt around for the academic ratings. I don't think there's much going yeah. on football-wise. Um, um, go ahead. We go count ahead. every game, brother. <laughs> I don't blame you, Blue. I really don't blame you. And, you know, I was even just watching Georgia-South Carolina, and South Carolina yeah. kind of had them on the ropes before Georgia pulled away. and. You know, it was a fun afternoon of football, and it's just proof that anything can happen and to never let your guard down. And, you know, Miami's done a good job these first three games of, you know, not doing that, and they should treat this one the same way. Yeah. It's a Spencer Rattler effect. <laughs> Very hit or miss. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> I mean, I mean he, he, he's definitely getting hit. They have no offensive line at all. That, that they don't. Kid is getting just pulverized. I know. For real. Yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah. I think this team has focus. We'll see. Again, this is all it's all very new. Um, you know, first road game. Um, and look, last year was such a disaster that that um you know, this is really a lot of this is not a a program that has experienced success recently. Um, so 
it's been what 2020 i think was eight and three yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's kind of the uh whole the last quote-unquote good season so it's it's been a bit um and and before that was a six and seven uh before that was seven and six so it is you know how do they deal with this going into an overmatched opponent but on the road um strange environment you know how focused they are i still think they'll win regardless but you know it'd be nice to put a clean performance out there and really just you know show the quality difference um well, i'm well, assuming this is directed at you do you know which game this was definitely the early 90s yeah i um, remember that what 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 year was that let's see do you remember what year blue um I think that wasn't that during the uh, was was that the that wasn't the wasn't in the eighties was it? It might have been ninety one. I feel like Gino was the quarterback, right? And Kevin Williams ran a punt. A kick yeah, punt yeah, okay. I wasn't even born yet, so you guys are on your own on this one. I just remember watching the championship highlight video, and there was a yeah. Penn State game. In That's there. probably when it was. Um, so I think that might be ninety one. Um, I yeah. still remember back when uh, Mike Rumpf was a freshman and uh, Chaffee Fields killed him. Oh man, uh, that, I, I was I was that I was a freshman that year, and yeah, that was oh man, that that sequence that was painful. Um, I went up to him at uh, the um, at the Legends camp this yeah. year, and I said to Mike, I said, "Do you remember that Chaffee Fields play?" <laughs> I'm sure he does. Like it's probably no, he, he does. Yeah, I he, just. He could. So for those because, guys that are not of uh, of the age of Blue and I, basically, <laughs> the Canes were up three uh, with about two minutes left. It was fourth and two. They go for it to try and ice the game. Run. Got a bad spot, actually. And then they bring the chains out, and it's like inches short. There's no replay at this time. So it's just like it's Penn State ball, and they throw like an 80-yard touchdown pass in the next play of the game. <laughs> <laughs> so if they got the first one, we just kneeled it, and the game is over instead. Lost. So, yeah, and that was Mike Brump. A lot of those – and Ed Reed had help coverage over the top, blew the coverage. There's a lot of good learning experience for those kids, um, yeah. which they're they're just, we're, we're flying high right now. There's probably going to be some of those this year at some point. Um, so, um, but, yeah, a lot of those players that were on the field in that game and then turned around and lost to East Carolina the next week ended up – East Carolina you know, used to give Miami fits. Yeah. That's for darn sure. Blew them out in the Orange Bowl. Um, <laughs> um, wow. No, the, the East Carolina came into the Orange Bowl and blew the Canes out in 96. That was with Jeff Blake, I think. Yeah. Yep. That was, uh, yeah, East Carolina has always been a problem for the, for the Canes. Speaking of good learning experiences, just to get back to this game really quickly. Yeah. I mean, we sure. we sure you really don't want to talk about the 1990s East Carolina, really? When I was one year old, one one years old. Um, no, but anyway, um, we talked last year about you know this team not necessarily knowing how to win and how to conduct themselves during a win. Now they've had three opportunities so far this year to do so. I mean, Saturday could be a fourth, and that in itself, knowing how to win and knowing what to do in winning situations is also going to be important for a, for ACC play coming up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It's I, I It wasn't that I was saying that, you know, th whether they could beat Temple or not. It's just that first road experience. 
defense, especially with all these new guys. I mean, that's Absolutely. why when you look back at what Colorado did in their opening game against TCU, you go, geez, this is like a whole new experience. And, uh, but I just, I just can't emphasize about the coaching Miami has. I just think this coaching staff is so grounded and so businesslike. I just don't think that they have it. And, and, and I, I even threw this off at Mario the other day is the, um, the quote that Van Dyke gave uh, after the A&M game. And um, when he said, I don't think we win this game last year. And I think that's so telling. People don't realize, but that's so telling that, that that quote right there. I mean, it's not like you're throwing people under the bus, but you're being real, you know? So, uh, and that's, that's what this team is about. I think, you know, when, you know how coaches come in and they talk about accountability and yeah, just, I think that's coach speak, but here, I think it's really, it's something that, you know, that they preach every day in practice. And, um, and I've been to their practices and, and, you know, I mean, it's just different tempo, different deal. It's a whole different deal. I'm just, I'm, so, I'm really, you know, I guess as, to, to that point, what, cause Mario was here last year. So what, yeah, what but changed? the coaches were horrible. <laughs> yeah. There was no, I, I, think we can, I, I think we can conclude that. Um, but, but, but so you, but you still feel like some of that stuff with tempo and and kind of should come from the head coach, right? Well, I'm sure it's not for the lack of trying, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that he was just in a situation where, first of all, and I've said this a billion times, that they were dealt with one of the worst rosters that they've had. And then the fact that they had coaches that really didn't care, Vish. I mean, you could see it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this year, you know. I mean, it's – and I've seen Kevin, you know, Kevin Beard and Harris in practice. And they don't take mediocrity, and I like that. And I think the one thing that was astounding out of any conversation I had with Mario is everybody's under perception is the reason why a lot of these coaches were hired that, oh, they, they burn the midnight oil and they go from four o'clock in the morning till when he leaves at, you know, two in the morning the next day. And he said, that's not true. He said he wants his coaches home for dinner every day with their families. And I thought that was, you know, hey, wait a minute. You see, that's, that's like, you know, all these people have these perceptions of yeah. people and, and never – really find out the facts and then they just start all these rumors and that's how things go. But, uh, but from his standpoint, I, I think he's got his closet and his bed and his, <laughs> I don't think he ever leaves. I don't think he ever leaves. And um, yeah, you know, it's just, <clears throat> I remember last year talking with a couple of coaches during the spring and uh, you know, they just, they think, well, you know, just because you work, long hours doesn't mean you're going to be successful. I said, well, I said, some people have a different way of being successful and, you know, you can't take anything away, but I, I go into this game this week and this is going to be one of those, I think like 38, 10 type of games, you know, I mean, I mean, it seems like it would be anyway. It just, Miami's going to get their opportunities, you know, temples knock. I don't, I just, it depends how they do with the running game. Cause those kids like you watch fish. I mean, those those cats will 
get some yardage when they get some holes and it's going to be up to Miami's defensive uh, seven front seven uh, to limit those. And go ahead, Vish. No, go for it. Go for it. Uh, you know, I think with this, with this coaching staff too, just to go back to the coaching staff really quickly, it's not, it's not also about how much, you know, but it's also about how you communicate that information to the players. Cause I've been around some really good coaches who had a lot of football knowledge in their, in, in their heads, but they right. couldn't, but they couldn't effectively communicate it to the players. And I think that's a big change with the staff as well. I think, you know, we talk about the coaching staff being on the same page, but I think their ability to communicate with the players is really showing up on both sides of the football. And, you know, I think that's kind of a, you know, that's kind of a factor that some people don't figure in as well. They think, oh, this guy's a Broyles award winner and, you know, stuff like that. He must be, one of the best coaches for this situation and blah, blah, blah. But if he can't effectively communicate what he wants from his players, then, you know, that, that point is kind of moot. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, based, based on what's come out, you know, more recently, it looks like some of the uh, offensive coordinator last year's instructions were being contradicted by some of the assistant coaches. So, I mean, it was a, so that must confuse the players. Well, as well. I mean, it's just it was just a big mess. Yeah. Too too many people thought they should have been in charge. Um, and as, as Blue said, there's many ways to be successful, but you're not going to be successful when you're not you know working cohesively. Right. And that doesn't mean everyone has to sleep at the facility. It just means you're all on the same page. Yeah, or, no, I agree. And exactly. and and last year was just not there at all. But then, I mean, you mentioned the talent. You look at the 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 kids that have transferred. Not a lot of. Uh, not a lot of them showing out, right? I think Keyshawn Smith caught a touchdown this week, um, which is good for him. Knighton got suspended uh, for skipping class. So, I mean, it's just not – it's not been a smooth ride for the ones that transferred either. And a lot – most of them did not transfer to other major programs. They right. kind of stepped down a level, and they're having trouble making an impact there. These are kids we were starting and playing a lot last year. You can kind of see where the where the talent level was. I'm um, Speaking of transfers, um, Alan Hay Jr. is – Starts for Temple on their defensive line, so yeah, we'll see one one familiar face there, and then it's a blast from the past a little bit. But Camden Price, wow. the former, is their is their kicker. Um, so oh, wow, so if they line up to kick something, it'll be <laughs> other than a kickoff too. It'll be it'll be him. Wasn't um, that the so, guy they picked out of chemistry class? Was that was that him? I think there was someone else. I believe. Dawson. Right? Yeah, yeah, because Camden Price was was Bax's backup, and we went to the third string in that Georgia Tech game after no one could make a, oh, okay. no, no one could make a field goal <laughs> or an extra point, and then but the problem with the kid we pulled in a chemistry class and he could barely get it over the line, so he made one, and then Georgia Tech just stood there with their hands up and blocked the winning field goal in that game. And <laughs> Uh, oh, oh those are those are rough times now we've just like you know hopefully there's more board galluses out there because we haven't had a problem in quite a while thanks to that that family um <laughs> so here's one question I'll, I'll pose to the to the panel here if you could only go to obviously uh blue and i will be at several of these games but if you could only go to one which one is it you go mean the first. one left you mean yeah well so z um in the uh in the chat asked the question if you could only go to one remaining canes game this year which one is it Clemson. DJ's that. For me, it's probably honestly North Carolina. I love watching Drake May play. I know that's probably, you know, not. You not, did it because of Drake May? What is wrong right, with you, man? Not right to say on this show, but boy, is he fun to watch play. This isn't the sixth Ring Heels show, man. What are we doing here? 
<laughs> See what happens when Jazz leaves. It all. It all. It I know. All I know. Uh, I'm excited to watch Drake May lose. I will be at that game too. But um, um, yeah, for me, it's probably Clemson as well. I think that, especially if, if we if we if we take care of business the next two weeks, then <laughs> DJ would get roasted out here. Oh, Gary. I know Gary. Hello, Everyone Gary. knows Good Gary. Yeah, but um, um, Gary might have a point here. Uh, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate good football. What can I say? I, I think that that game with Clemson, even though, you know, if they beat Florida State this week, which they very well um, they, they could, um, very well could win that Pretty game. Pretty good game. Right. And yeah. then there's a decent chance they're heading into to Miami with one loss and you know, we really should not lose other than to maybe North Carolina. So that's either that could be a uh, <laughs> a big time, you know, game days here type of matchup thing. Wow, so that would be neat. I think I have not looked at what else is on the schedule there, but if, if we're five and oh at that point, six and oh, I think we'd be. Yeah, six and oh. Um and, and Clemson is only has the one loss still and they beat Florida State, then that yeah. Well, that would be that that is kind of almost like a um, that, that almost is like a, uh, a you know preview of potentially an ACC championship game type of thing. Because remember, yeah. it's a, it's a straight shot now, so there's no division. So all this stuff is like with Clemson losing to Duke, a lot of this might be headed to complicated tiebreakers. If uh, if Clemson beats Florida State, and then let's say we beat one win in one of those two games. You're gonna end yeah, up with, yeah. With and a, as long uh, as we're dreaming, why don't we just go for FSU and Miami undefeated when they meet? I mean, that that's that's fun. not out of the picture. Um, that's for sure a game day happening. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Both are, both are, uh, if both are undefeated at that point. But I'm assuming you meant home games. But I guess while DJ was busy, you know, promoting North Carolina on our show, I guess he just went road. But I had a Vish moment and was just talking to talk. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Please, uh, you're, you you are way too lucid to call that a fish moment. You can actually understand what you were saying. Um, all right, so uh, I'll love no, fish. You know that we, we, we'll never, I'm, well, you'll never live that down. The one day you showed up with a Nebraska no. sweatshirt, it was cold, and that was my only long sleeve. <laughs> you're in Boston. No. You've got to have more long sleeves. Uh, but anyway, Gary's just messing with you. Um, I know, Gary. I'll love you know that. Anything else? Oh yeah, there is there is so other than being a former conference. Uh, there are a couple of other ties. This one, um, ooh, Al Golden was that Temple. Obviously, that's where uh, we got him. And then Manny we got Diaz. Manny for a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Manny <laughs> Diaz spent like a week there. So technically, we also <laughs> hired him from Temple. So so we went into that. We dipped into that Temple bag multiple times and took their head coach. Um, I think the bus is going to stop in a place where it says <laughs> Manny slept here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. he was he was very briefly. He did manage to do the press conference. So yes, um, he did. So yeah, he was very briefly the uh, Temple head coach, and then um, obviously came back here, and and that didn't end well for us either. But uh, hopefully, uh, gives ahead. Yeah, I, I think better having a good time here. at Penn State. You yeah, know, they're doing well. Um, very well. Yeah, they're doing well defensively, especially though. So. Their some offense guys hasn't been that good. Cut to be a head coach. I mean, some guys are better coordinators. I don't yeah, know. He's had this. Randy Shannon's one of them, I think. Uh, Cam Cameron. Those are guys. 
Scott Frost. Oh, that's right, Blake James. And he's, he's Boston College's AD. He might be uh, yeah. make, making a hiring decision this offseason. But um, oh boy, yeah, he did. He did. He did uh, sign the contract that has us playing at Temple. Um, although makes it an easy game for me to travel to, so that's nice. Um, the uh, yeah, so the um, yeah, Benny's defense. But though he's always had this pattern. Um, where his defense start off strong and then tail off. He did the same thing at Texas, did the same thing here. So we'll see if they're staying power this time. Um, and then, um, yeah, so this is uh, so the game for, for those that aren't aware. It's 3.30 on Saturday on ESPN2. So no ACC network is nice. Um, it's very so nice. Maybe, so anyone with uh, ESPN <laughs> can watch, I guess. Well, and I know, Blue, you, you, you tipped your hand a little bit, but uh, predictions? 38 10. <laughs> I'll Miami. go 30. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Let's see. 42 10. Miami. I had 44 13 when I wrote this down earlier. So that's what I'll go with. Um, by the way, the spread opened at like 24 and a half. You can get it anywhere from 23 and a half to 24 and a half. So, oh, so nice. right, right, right in there. Um, so. Yeah, Valley is off the uh, off the marker. By the way, um, they no longer carry uh, ACC games. So the games that were on Valley are on CW now. Um, Wonder I forgot I forgot that I was just looking at the roster uh, earlier, and there was a kid that um, played at Booker T. Washington, a receiver, Xavier Irvin, and I was seeing if he was on the depth chart, and he is. Crazy. Um, yeah, they, yeah, you never know. Like I said, you never know with some of those teams and you know what, uh, well, I mean, so, any, any team you play, there's going to be South Florida kids yeah. on there. Like, you're well, not gonna... like I said, this is going to be, I think that Miami, just like not as extreme as the Alabama going to USF last week, which Mario told me the other day, he thought that was the greatest idea in the world for Nick, because not only, are you, it, it worked in reverse because if USF goes up there to get a big payday, well, Alabama uh, got a pretty decent payday, was sold out. Plus, they got a chance to get all those kids, you know, from the uh, west coast of Florida uh, to come to the game. So it was a good recruiting tool for uh, Alabama. And I think this is the same thing for Miami because <clears throat> Miami always likes to look at those Jersey kids and they always like yep. to those Pennsylvania guys. Maryland. So this is. I'm sure a lot of kids are going to come to this game because, let's face it, Miami don't get up to the Northeast that much anymore. Not yeah, not as much as they used to live up there. Maryland, the too, as well. Yeah, yeah, because no more Rutgers, uh, you, know, uh, you know, in the mix. They very rarely this year they're going to Boston College for the first time in a couple of years. There's no more Syracuse trips. Uh, they don't won't have Pitt to travel to. So this is a – I think it's a good move. You know, I mean, if you're going to have to go anywhere, I think uh, this may be, may be a pretty good move for them. Yeah, I think I think Saban's move would have worked out better if they didn't play like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> wasn't so exactly the house. best. It wasn't exactly the best uh, showcase for their their program. Um, yeah, well, so we don't want to go do that, right? <laughs> no, no, but they still won. So yeah, they 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 won um, eventually, but you know, it's South Florida too. I, I think the art, the craziness is they played two quarterbacks, and the th- one that didn't play started in this week, Milrow. Yeah, no, he started the 
first, he started against Texas. First too, game, man. didn't play at all last week, yeah. and now he's starting against Ole Miss. So, yeah, so I think everyone's wondering what he was suspended for. Um, yeah, that's a quarterback <laughs> problem there. Well, I, I feel like he, he was not available for some undisclosed reason. Otherwise, at some point, you probably would have pulled the trigger on, on Saturday when they couldn't move the ball at all. So It's weird had... seeing Alabama go through a quarterback controversy or not being set at the quarterback position after all these yeah. years. Well, they, I mean, I mean, we've considering gone considering they got five in the NFL now. I know well, they look mortal for the first time in a long time. Well, I, I, I doubt it'll take twenty years for them to get back to where they are. But what <laughs> point people are saying that about Miami? Why can't Miami score? What's wrong with this program? Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it, it's, it's, it's been a, been a long road back. Um, anyway, a couple of predictions: Z forty-nine to nine, Kermit uh, Russell forty-one. I like those. So no one, no one's, no one's got any faith in Temple keeping this under the uh, twenty-four points spread. No, no, not at all. <laughs> all right, because uh, uh, I guess Rutgers beat them worse, but that was at Rutgers. Um, so, um, all right. So in terms of what's coming up next, uh, we will have a show next Monday. Um, we'll review this cleansing game. I don't think there's going to be pre and post game because I'm not going to be there to produce it. So <laughs> that tends to decide. Going to the game? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go. Um, do you so... drive or do you fly? Um, well, I definitely won't fly. I can take the train. Oh, okay. Or I can drive, but I'm probably going to drive because I think I take the train. I got to figure out how I'm going to get from the train station to the stadium and then back. And then I got to be much more strict on my timetable then because <laughs> the train's not going to wait for me, I'm assuming. So, <laughs> so yep. I, might, I might just drive. It's like a two, two and a half hour. So, oh, that's not bad. No, no, it's, it's easy to get to. Um, but that's then right. I live... You live. Washington DC. Yeah, I live in the city, but I live like right by Union Station here. So like literally trains running to <laughs> Philly. So like uh so I'm probably oh, yeah, gonna drive. So that's a good deal. Yeah. Get a cheesesteak while you're up there, Vish. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, like you can't get that anywhere else. I mean, it's not <laughs> it's it's special in Philly, so yeah, it's like clam chowder in Boston. <laughs> I mean, I've had I've had other clam chowder and it doesn't compare to here, let's just say that, but yeah, what well, about a lobster roll? Yeah, the lobster rolls are best in Maine. I've had other, I've I've had lobster rolls from other places, especially honestly down south. Like I've had Chinese food, for example, from um, Washington D.C., and it's not the same as it is up here in New England. Well, I will tell you this: Boston's one of the great food cities that I've been to. I mean, the North End, they have some of the best Italian, Italian yeah. restaurants, but uh, they do. Miami's yeah, got a lot of unique because they're a Caribbean and Haitian and all that stuff. So, yeah. Cuban. Yeah, for sure. I had a Cuban sandwich the other day. I kind of laugh when I go by Pollo Tropical and see Cubans eating in there. I mean, what what the heck? That's a. <laughs> <laughs> so, last time I was in Miami, my sister and I drove past when there was like the, the, the line was like for the drive through. And, and we're like, who is going to this place? <laughs> who is going to Pollo Tropical? And there's like, Cuban, good Cuban restaurants. Like, like every, every other block. corner is great Cuban yeah, restaurants. Who's going to Pollo Tropical? I don't know, but uh, anyway, <laughs> someone is because there's always a line. There's always like a line of cars at the drive-thru, so someone's going there. Um, anyway, we'll we'll be doing a, a recap of Temple on on Monday, and then probably talking a little bit about what we, what we think the Canes will try to accomplish in the, the bye week because after that's a bye week, and then as we said, the uh, the sprint to ACC play also Wednesday. 7 p.m. Don't miss buckets. We are we are back with the uh, basketball show. The Canes have landed two four-star commits <laughs> since our last show. 
we took like a week off because the football was on a weekday and coach Larinaga started bringing in all the players and they're on a roll and then one of the i think the number two player in the country has the canes as one of his finalists he's going to announce at 3 p.m on wednesday so so we'll the miami's already the 13th recruiting class in the country in basketball for this year so that'll nice. probably them up the top five if, if that one lands which Fingers crossed was looking like it's headed in that direction because he canceled a bunch of visits after coming here. But um, that will be covering that on buckets as well as, I mean, Melissa's one of the hosts, so God knows what's going to happen. But um, we'll, yeah, we'll jo- join us uh, Wednesday at 7 for that. And then next week uh, we'll be right back here, same time and place for the Six Ring Canes show. Blue, DJ, thanks for holding it down here with me, and we'll talk next week. Thank you. Thank you. The Six Ring Canes show. The Six Ring Cane Show. The Six Rings Cane Show. <laughs> you know.